Um, as, as John said, we're, we're going to spend a little bit of time in that 2 Corinthians passage, which Anna read uh, um, a minute ago, and then um, a little later on, after a song, we will um, explore um, some of the things on the um, insert which you were given as you came in. Uh, before I do that, though, I think I need to make a uh, couple of uh, introductory comments, um, which is, first of all, it might be you're here this morning and you're visiting us, um, that, that your um, home church is somewhere else, or it might be that you're here this morning uh, and you are still someone that is exploring the claims of the Christian faith. Um, so if um, that is you, um, a very warm welcome, and please kind of stay with us as we explore this topic of Christian service and as we try to apply it to the church family here in Slaffham. In particular, if you're someone who is exploring the claims of the Christian faith, what I hope that you will witness as we look at this over the next few minutes is something of what it means to live the Christian life. Um, do then come back and see us again next Sunday when we pick up in John's Gospel uh, and we get into something really quite meaty about the relationship between God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son. The second comment that I would like to make is one of thank you. Um, uh, some of you will have been to services like this before. Um, the PCC asked me to put together this service at the beginning of a new term, if you like. Um, a number of people have, have, have said that uh, a vacancy like the one we have at the moment is a, is a kind of a good time when people have an opportunity to, to group together and to band together uh, and to serve the church community uh, in new ways uh, now that the old rector has gone. Um, and uh, that, is, uh, that is true, and, and that is one of the things that we'll be doing. But it would be very, very remiss of me to do that without, first of all, saying thank you to all of the people who give a lot of their time and resources, um, some of you who have done it over many, many more years uh, than I've been here at St. Mary's, uh, in, uh, in all sorts of ways, some of which are, of course, very visible to us, and some of which um, maybe only you and one or two other people know uh, what it is that you do during the week uh, or in the background on a Sunday. So I want to start, before we explore you know, questions of new ways of serving, it's right to say an honest and a heartfelt thank you uh, to the many people in the room and to others who are not in the room at the moment uh, for what you do. What I now would like to do is turn to that Second Corinthians passage. If you've got a Bible in front of you, it was on page 1162. We're considering the subject of Christian service, what it means to give of our time and our resources. And I'm doing it this way round. We're doing the, the, the passage first and then the opportunities to serve later because it strikes me that a church cannot be functional unless it has a biblical understanding of Christian service. And so we will just start to think about what that means here from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. As, as a roadmap for this part, what I'm going to do is after introducing uh, this passage, because we're taking it in isolation rather than working through the book, 
I want to have a look at the motivation for serving, then types of Christian service, and we'll end with some biblical principles for that giving of resources or time. So the motivation, the types, and then some principles. So 2 Corinthians, some of you will know this, is actually the last of four letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, two of which are preserved for us in Scripture. That correspondence, because it was two-way, contains quite a lot of range of emotions. It's actually quite helpful to remember as we read through a lot of 1 and 2 Corinthians that quite a lot of that is rebuke. Quite a lot of 1st and 2nd Corinthians is Paul telling the church off. This passage isn't one of those, which makes it a bit easier for me to preach from. It's a passage of encouragement. At the beginning of a section that runs through two chapters, So in chapters 8 and 9, Paul is dealing with his collection for the poor Christian family in Jerusalem and in the rest of Judea, something that he had been organizing as he travels around his third missionary journey around Greece and Asia Minor. So the giving of money is what's at the forefront of Paul's mind as he's writing this, but as he uses for the church in Corinth the example of the Macedonian Christians, we'll see that this passage passage speaks much more broadly than of just financial giving. If I had to summarize what Paul is saying in one phrase, it would be this. If you get grace then get giving. If you get grace, then get giving. The giving which he commends amongst the Macedonians was offered in a response to the grace they had received from God. And he encourages the Corinthians to mimic them in response to the grace that they too will have received. So for us here today, this morning, in church who are Christians, who know the grace of God, that's the free, unmerited gift of eternal life for those who believe in God and put their their trust in the work of his Son, Jesus Christ, upon the cross. For those of us who know the grace of God... He says, if you get that grace, then get giving. So Christian service is all a response to God's grace. It is not to curry favor with God or with other people. And it's not an attempt to be considered more worthy before God or other people. Rather, it is a recognition that we have already received the greatest gift possible from God himself. And having received that gift, we are moved to give in response. That was the, um, the underlying theme between a lo- in, in a lot of the songs which Steve uh, chose this morning. 
It's the most important thing that we can get from this passage. If we get grace, it's only then that we will get giving. This passage actually speaks of three different types of Christian giving. Spiritual, practical, and financial. So the Macedonian Christians, so in kind of books of the Bible terms, that's the Thessalonians and the Philippians, are held out as an example of people who had got grace and so had got giving. For they gave, Paul writes, according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favour of taking part in the relief of the saints, And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. So they gave themselves willingly to the collection of money, but, verse 5, they gave themselves first to the Lord. So their first act of giving is not a financial one. Their very first act of giving is a spiritual one. This is a reference to prayer. Giving of yourself to the Lord is a reference in Paul to prayer as Christian service. If you get grace, then get giving. And the first gift is prayers of intercession to the Lord, praying for other people. Praying for other people in this Christian community, praying for other people around the world. The second type of service is practical. They gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. Now the us here is Paul and Timothy and Titus, who had worked in the church in Corinth, who had founded the church in Corinth, and are now in correspondence with that church. So the Macedonians, the church in Philippi and Thessalonica, helped Paul and Timothy and Titus in practical ways in service of the spread of the gospel in Greece. Thirdly, the Macedonians gave to Paul's collection. They gave willingly, they gave freely to the financial aid he was organising for the church back in Jerusalem. So prayers of intercession, practical help in the work of the gospel, and financial help for Christians in need, there are the three types of Christian service in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And now finally for this section... We find in this passage three principles for Christian giving, whether that is the spiritual or the practical or the financial kind. And I think as we consider this morning and in the week ahead our own Christian service, we would do well to remember these three principles. Christian giving of whatever type should be first voluntary, Second, unexpectedly generous. And third, 
fair. Christian giving should be voluntary, unexpectedly generous, and fair. Did you notice the quite unPaul-like words in the middle of the passage as, as Anna was reading in verse 8? I say this not as a command. It's not what Paul normally does. He normally, in the knowledge of his position as an apostle, does say things as commands. He says this not as a command. That's because Christian service should not be commanded from leaders, but should always be entered into willingly and voluntarily. And I've been very conscious this week as I've uh, prepared this service that here at St Mary's we are able to create an environment in which that is true. Secondly, though, Paul chooses the Macedonians as a model because of their unexpected generosity. So the churches in Macedonia would have been far less prosperous than the church in Corinth, just because of the, the geography and the economic environment at the time. Yet Paul observes that they gave generously even beyond their means, and that that was not what he had expected. So Christian giving is always voluntary, but true Christian giving is unexpectedly generous. But thirdly, it should always be fair. In particular, fair in the way that the burden is shared between members of the church family. Paul is clear on this principle, and it is a principle which is not often taught from the pulpit. For if the readiness is there, Paul says, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he doesn't have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened. And all of us who have been Christians for more than six months know of a Christian community where a few are burdened for the ease of others. We are to give generously, but not in a way that creates a burden for the individual or, I think, for their family. It's an important principle of biblical Christian service that our giving of resources and of time is distributed fairly across the brothers and sisters. And of course, distributed fairly does not mean distributed equally. Because what is a burden to one family's circumstances would not be to another's. So, we have three types of Christian service, intercessory prayer, practical help, and financial assistance. We have three principles of Christian giving. It should be voluntary, it should be unexpectedly generous, but it should be fair. My invitation now for all of us 
in the very short term in terms of this next song and over the next couple of weeks is that we take time to prayerfully reflect on how our own Christian service dovetails into those three types and those three principles.